Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Reclaim Podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Elise, just a black girl out here trying to help everyone do better, including and especially herself. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. All right, full disclosure, I am recording this at night and I am having spiced apple wine. Um, It's delicious. I warmed it up. I added some cinnamon and maybe, maybe a shot of fireball whiskey. Added some apple juice to it. Ugh. Ugh. So anyway, um, if I say anything off the cuff, uh, blame it on the a- 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 alcohol. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I really, really appreciate you. I really, really appreciate your likes, your shares, your subscribes, um, your comments, your concerns, your screams of fury and pain. Thank you guys so much for hitting me up. Um, thank you guys so much for participate, participating in the conversation. Um, that's dope. Just a few quick reminders. So recently, um, not recently, what am I talking about? This was supposed to be a celebration for my blog's birthday last year. Uh, the red pill, blue pill collective, produced a t-shirt for me with the slogan um, that I said a few shows back, uh, karma is a black woman. Y'all have flocked to that shirt. Like I've seen so many people wearing this shirt and loving this shirt. And yeah, I I still can't believe that you guys are walking around with my words on a shirt. Like I can't believe I have merch. Like I can't believe I'm, I don't even think that I'm important. I literally say all the time, like I just play on the internet. But y'all are so supportive and wonderful and terrific. But did you know that that collaboration has not ended? Nope. We are continuing that collaboration. So Red Pill, Blue Pill Collective has not only created a t-shirt, they've also created a tank, a mug, and a sweatshirt. So, you know, it's getting chilly out. The holidays are approaching. You know, your favorite woke friend, your favorite reclaimed lover friend might want, you know, something a little toasty, might want to give them a reclaimed mug, a, a reclaimed sweatshirt, a reclaimed mug and sweatshirt together. That might be a lovely gift. And yeah, that's dope. I know I'm going to purchase a sweatshirt. Um, and yes, I am going to purchase a sweatshirt. It, they're dope. They're awesome. Um, red pill, blue pill. I've already talked to you guys about them on my Instagram. Some of the softest shirts super soft super soft like I cannot I cannot tell you enough that it is so comfy and it's just delightful like it brings me joy to just wear these t-shirts so yes um but that's my little my little plug about the mug and the sweatshirt um I'm going to try to think if I have any other announcements. I don't think I have any other announcements. I'm just happy that I'm talking to you guys again. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Let's get into the church announcements. Let the people of the Reclaim say amen. Glad to be here. Say amen again. And say amen one more time if you really like the show. We're glad that y'all here today. And these will be your church announcements. 
All right, time for the church announcements. So the impeachment is going on, waiting for a bigger, more substantial break in that story to actually report on it, but it's happening. Um, Not too optimistic about the impeachment, per se. Um, Not really sure what people are trying to get out of it, uh, but I personally am grateful that it's keeping that White House and that administration busy enough to not campaign or whatever. Um, But yeah, that's happening. That's going on. Also what happens and also what's going on is the Democratic debates. Meh. Okay. Um, Anyway, on to some entertaining news. Entertainment news, rather. Monique is suing Netflix for gender and racial racial discrimination. In a 39-page complaint, Monique uh discussed why the offer from Netflix of a little over 500k was discriminatory to for her both her gender and her race her ethnicity despite the fact that she's an award-winning highly acclaimed and to be honest very funny comedian um Netflix is fighting back from that uh that dispute, they said they're going to fight back. They said that the offer they offered her was more than fair. And that in and of itself is the problem. You know, if you're going to offer Amy Schumer and Ellen DeGeneres a certain amount, um, and if you're going to offer the boys a higher amount, you know, you shouldn't treat Monique as if she's less than, you know. But, you know, we'll see. They said they're going to fight. She says she's going to sue. Here we are. We'll see in the coming weeks. A story that brings more joy to my heart. Um, the Victoria's Secret fashion show is not happening. I remember watching the Victoria's Secret fashion show. Um, I feel like I was in college when I first started watching. And I thought that it was so beautiful. This beautiful, amazing spectacle of fantastic scenery, beautiful wings, um, and things I wanted to actually purchase from Victoria. Now, since Victoria's Secret has become very problematic with their former, one of their former C-suite executives saying, quote, people, well, no, not quote, but in essence, people, their customers don't want to see trans women or plus size women in lingerie, in their lingerie, right? I don't think it was about their customers. I think it was about the guys and that the guys wouldn't want to see that. But women really want to see that. Case in point, the Savage Fenty show, which I believe was the nail in the coffin for Victoria's Secret because, you know, they kind of offer, they offer the same things, you know, lingerie, sexy things, comfy things, cute things, right? Um, And Rihanna has really had you could just tell when she's having a good time with something because it feels like her hands are all over this one and she's having a great great time with savage fenty um again not an ad uh just an observation just watching the show watching normani kill it looking at all the different models all the different body sizes and styles um hell slick woods was on there um Sending major love to Slick Woods, by the way. She just revealed that she is undergoing chemotherapy for her stage for stage three cancer. 
Um, here's hoping I really, really want to see her ring this bell uh, when she is cancer free. Uh, but she has Slick Woods walk the runway and Six Woods, I believe, gave birth that night. <laughs> she was fully pregnant. And that I believe, yeah, she gave birth like the very next day. Amazing. Amazing. Plus size people, um, people who love lingerie. She just has them. Um, a glance at their Instagram will tell you everything that they need. You need to know. As opposed to this body image that I don't know who created this body image, but it's these girls with very, very tiny waists, very, very tiny hips. And, you know, they may have boobs or they may be wearing a push up, but it's it's almost like this body type of a prepubescent girl or a girl that's just going through puberty and not the body of a woman or women that you would say see today. Now, I know that someone's going to come along and someone's going to say, well, Whitney, this is what my body looks like. And I'm a woman. Yes, you are. And you should embrace your body. But I'm just saying that all bodies don't look like yours, sweetheart. A lot of bodies don't look like yours. Uh, case in point, the average size in this country right now is a size 14. That means if the size 14 is the middle ground, there's a whole lot of people on the lower end. There's a whole lot of people on the upper end. And there's a whole lot of people in the middle. That means we should have more diversity. If everywhere you look the ev- in a show... All the bodies look alike. You don't have diversity. And that's what Victoria's Secret learned. So anyway, L Brands, the parent company of Victoria's Secret, confirmed that the annual fashion show has been canceled for 2019. The show, which has been around since 1995, may return in the future. Uh, to be honest, I, I hope it doesn't. I would much rather see a Savage Fenty show. It's way more entertaining. It's way more on the pulse of what is happening in culture it's way more on the pulse of of not equality um of inclusion i don't even want to say diversity but inclusion because diversity is being asked to the dance inclusion is being asked to dance inclusion inclusion that's what we're going for and to see all those different heights and weights and shapes and body types and abilities and ethnicities and gender perspective, um, gender sp- people on the different gender spectrums across the gender spectrum to see all that was glorious and beautiful. And by the way, took my money <laughs> because Savage Fenty is beautiful. Okay. Here is here are my coins, Rihanna. Fine, here, God, just take them. All right. Well, that's the end of the church announcements. Let's get into the mess and the message. Okay, time for the mess and the message. Um. So yeah, the Harriet movie is now out. I don't know if I've talked about it enough, but I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was inspirational. I saw it twice. Um, I had the chance to meet Cassie Lemons, the director of this amazing film. Uh, but recently news has emerged that Harriet Tubman was also almost not played by a black woman. That's right. In fact, (laughs) you'll be surprised at who was named to 
play this role. Now, let me just start off by saying this. Let me start off by saying this. I like Julia Roberts. I like her a lot. Eat, Pray, Love is one of my favorite films of all time. Aaron Brockovich is required watching in my book. Uh, Julia's pretty dope. She's an amazing actress with a notable body of work and an infectious laugh. Like, I love her. But did you know that she was up for the role of Harriet Tubman? You probably have heard about it by now, but yeah, that's right. Screenwriter and producer of the Harriet film, Gregory Allen Howard chronicled the time that he engaged a studio executive who the who had the actress in mind when he first began working on the film project in 1994. In a recent interview published by Harriet Studio Focus Features, Howard discussed his almost 30-year struggle, um, the 30-year struggle it took to get Harriet Tubman's biopic to film screens. And so what he says is, quote, the climate in Hollywood, however, was very different back then. Mind you, this wasn't that long ago. And it's crazy that we've come so far in such a short amount of time, but we still have so far to go. Um, Back to the quote. He says, I told I was told how one studio head said in a meeting, quote, the script is fantastic. Let's get Julia Roberts to play Harriet Tubman. Howard added, <laughs> fortunately, there was, a, there was a single black person in the studio meeting 25 years ago who told him that Harriet Tubman was a black woman. The president replied, that was so long ago. No one will know that. And so, <laughs> I, um, so I found this clip from The Real. Shout out to the ladies of The Real. Uh, and they seem to have some interesting thoughts on it. So I'm going to play the clip right now. Harriet, you know the movie Harriet, screenwriter Gregory Allen Howard revealed during a Q&A that a Hollywood executive suggested that Julia Roberts actually play Harriet Tubman. Clutch your pearls, people. Yes. Clutch them. They also said, oh, but this is the kicker, you guys. They also said it was so long ago, no one is going to know the difference. Oh, that hurt. Hey, um, that wow. is. Wow. Wow. That is not okay. That is, I, I, that is not okay. Highly offended. So are you guys, are you guys surprised by this? Okay. And I wish they would just say who the executive no, is. No, no. Well, it happened 25 years ago, and it was the time that Julia Roberts was the hot thing, you know, with Pretty Woman and all that kind of stuff. This ain't and this woman. is the reason why you have to have diversity when you're making decisions. If it wasn't for that one black screenwriter in that room, we probably would have been looking at Harriet Tubman played by Julia Roberts. Oh my you know God. what I'm saying? And can you just imagine what they would go through? I mean, just think about, would they actually go through with makeup and hair to Yes, you guys, they've been doing this, as you know, Tisha, they've been doing this since the beginning of cinema. They have, actually. Angelina Jolie yeah. played Marion Pearl. We actually talked about it. Yes. Mm-hmm. She was... She's biracial. Yeah. And then Joseph Fiennes played Michael Jackson. Yeah, y'all. And this didn't happen 25 years ago. And remember this... Emma Stone played um, an Asian in yes. um, Aloha. Um, Liz Taylor played Cleopatra. And we know Liz Taylor is nowhere near. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh-wee. 
I think they wrapped that up really nicely. Um, shout out to Lonnie Love who pointed out that just the sheer ridiculousness of this. Um, shout out to all the ladies of the real. Um, love that show. But yeah, Julia Roberts, you guys, to play Harriet Tubman. And in a discussion in 1994, I was, let's put it in perspective. I was in the fourth grade and I was attending Anna Blackiston Day School. And I believe, I'm not quite certain, but I believe I was in my second or third year of being in the African-American History Club which used to meet after school um, once, once a week. And we were creating a book. We had to create a full book where we learned about a new African-American hero every single week. And I believe Harriet Tubman was in there. And we have photographic images of Harriet Tubman. And she is very, very clearly, very, very clearly a black woman. A black woman. Julia Roberts is not a black woman. And while she may have been the hot actress to choose for other roles at the time, I am pretty sure <laughs> that this would have gone over terribly. Harriet Tubman, Harriet Tubman, as in Harriet Tubman who freed the slaves, um, freed not all the slaves, but freed about 300 slaves during her some odd 20 runs um, to rescue trafficked black people from the clutches of institutionalized slavery. That Harriet Tubman, the same Harriet Tubman who became a union spy during the Civil War and helped free over a thousand additional slaves. That Harriet Tubman, that one. I, 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 so, I mean, if Harry Tubman is going to be played by Julia Roberts, then, you know, really any black hero can be just whitewashed. I mean, you know, they, the ladies of the real, they just talked about it. You know, all these other figures. I, I personally have already gone on a rant how I am exhausted, exhausted with seeing white women play Cleopatra. Yes, she was Macedonian, but come on. Come on, you guys. Like, brown people look at the hieroglyphics they painted them brown let's also not forget egypt is still in africa and if you look at the hieroglyphics they had white you know what they painted white their clothes you know what they painted brown their skin i mean okay fine so yes cleopatra but Let's bring it a little bit to more modern terms. Maybe Malcolm X should be played by John Krasinski or Rosa Parks should be played by Susan Sarandon. You know what? We could have Barack and Michelle Obama uh, played by Ben Affleck and Angelina Jolie. Let's just go for it. It doesn't make sense, does it? That doesn't even feel right, does it? You know why? Because those are black people and they should be played by other black people. Okay, we're not going to whitewash history and y'all could we could apply this across the board to, you know, how uh, Scarlett Johansson keeps playing these Asian roles. <laughs> like, can we stop this? Like, come on. I know. Ghost in the Shell. All right. Technically, it's not a, you know, it's not a realistic person, but still like that drew a lot of backlash. Um I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts? I think this whole thing is completely ridiculous. I think this whole thing is just abysmal and terrible. And I kind of wish Gregory Allen would have just 
said who it was because that person probably shouldn't be working anymore. A person who can say that Harriet Tubman lived so long ago that no one will really remember that she's an African-American woman clearly does not know what he's talking about. And to the brands who are listening, hey, brands, do you see why diversity is important? Because when dumb dipshits say things like Harriet Tubman won't be remembered for being an African-American woman, an African-American person stood up and said, hey, dude, yeah, they will. (laughs) Yeah, they will. This is problematic. Let's not do it. Plus, another shout out. Because we're missing the obvious shout out. Shout out to Julia Roberts, who has not yet commented. And I would recommend that she doesn't. I would recommend that anytime that anyone attempts to ask this question, she picks up her pretty woman heels and clicks them all the way out of their presence immediately. Don't even address it. Don't even address it. And if you do, Address that it was, say that it was completely ridiculous. Say that there's tons of talented, intelligent, wonderful, powerful, impactful African-American women who could have played that role. And any exec who nominates a white person for a person of color's role um, should be fired. You know? Or, you know, just using, using, this is your weekly example of using your privilege for good. Or just don't say anything. You don't have to say anything. Um, so speaking of the Harriet Harriet uh, news, uh, we're going to shift our direction from what white people say about Harriet to what black people are saying about Harriet. This week, or, or recently rather, I shouldn't say this week, um, Judge Joe Brown did an interview with quote, quotes around this, this term, Dr. Umar Johnson, which... You know, as Crystal from the Reed, shout out to the Reed, says all the time, words mean things. Words mean things. So, you know, there's schools that one has to attend for one to become a doctor. One can't just decide that one wants to be a doctor and so they call themselves doctor. Um, One can't change their name on their birth certificate to call themselves a doctor so that they can be called a doctor. I actually... (laughs) uh, some guy was trying to talk to one of my my best friend, actually, my very best friend. He was trying to engage her in some conversation. His name literally was Dr. Doctor. I shit you not. <laughs> it was, wow, we've been laughing about it ever since. Um, <laughs> but yeah, woo, that's a lot. Anyway, so Dr. Joe Brown, who, I mean, sorry, not Dr. <laughs> See, y'all, this is why you can't record at night after you've had a glass of wine. But anyway, back to the story. Judge Joe Brown and the imaginary Dr. Umar Johnson had an interview, had a discussion in which Harriet was brought up. And Judge Joe Brown says, quote, this movie is to soften up the public, to soften the public up to the idea of taking a black woman who freed slaves by leading them to freedom and getting her or another one like her on the $20 bill. He continues, they can't get a white woman, so they want a black woman. They don't care. They just want a woman, and it downs masculinity. 
<sighs> Judge Joe Brown continues. And he says about feminists in particular, they can go straight to hell. And I know they hate themselves because they got two X chromosomes instead of an XY. They are fraudulent, self-hating, and they're sick. But here's the quote that got me. I mean, all both those quotes were terrible. But here's the quote that got me about Harriet in particular. Um, when asked about why Harriet shouldn't be on the $20 bill or in the movies, he said, quote, the status of an ethnic group is determined by its men, not its women. And by putting a black woman on there before a black man is insulting to the black race because you're saying the that the men ain't worth a damn when you put a woman up there first. <sighs> okay, so the root said it first, but I'm going to confirm it. Judge Joe Brown is apparently a hotep. Uh, who really doesn't like feminists, you know, and remember that when we talk about feminists here, we're talking about people who think that the genders are equal. You know, <laughs> we don't think that, you know, one group is over another one group lords over the other. We think, you know, God created both in his image and both are worthy and both are valuable and both are important and both are equal both should be paid equally for the same type of work both should be valued equally in society both should be respected and honored that's what i'm talking about so judgy says when he says that you know the status of an ethnic ethnic group is determined by its men not its women and simply putting a a person such as Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill before we put a man on there is right. I think that judge Joe Brown should stop talking. <laughs> I honestly do. I do not think this was favorable. I do not think this was good. I don't think this is good for his brand. Um, I think that this was problematic. And while I agree that there are people out there who still think like judge Joe Brown, I am very certain and very encouraged that one of two things is happening currently. One, even if people do think like that, they don't have the guts to say that because they know in their heart they're going to be completely decimated for saying something like that. Simply put, why would you even open up your mouth and shape your lips to say phrases like you know, putting a woman on a $20 bill before you put a man on a $20 bill is demeaning to the entire ethnicity. <laughs> Why would you even shape your lips to say that? It, it blows the mind. But the second thing that also gives me courage is that there's a lot of women, but really a lot of men who don't think like this anymore. You know, there's a lot of men who looked at the idea of having Harriet Tubman, a very the one of the pinnacles of American heroes you want to think about American heroes what it means to you know if we look at just the ideals of America I'm not talking about if it's held up its end of the bargain on these ideals but let's just look at the ideals of bravery of liberty of strength of 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 go get of of tenacity if we're looking at all that 
Harriet Tubman, of, of, of thinking of your fellow man of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, we are thinking about Harriet Tubman. We are thinking about Harriet Tubman. She, by all definitions, finds her way well-seated, well-established in the realm of hero. And I'm sorry, Judge, Judge, but you ain't nobody's hero, honey. <laughs> you ain't saved nobody from slavery. You ain't rescue. You ain't risk your life for anybody <laughs> compared to Harriet Tubman. And this, uh, this is what's wrong with this whole old school idea of not I honor tradition I respect tradition I respect of I respect the things that brought us over and brought us out however this is a new dawn it's a new day it's a new life for us and as a feminist I am feeling good because this is the type of stuff that is currently dying this mindset is dying you know like I'm just the the fragile ego just screams the fragile masculine ego just screams anyone anyone with any common sense and any grasp of history can look at this thing that says we're going to take a slave owner off of a bill and put a slave rescuer a, a person who literally rescued people from human trafficking the most terrible form of human trafficking in this country that was state sanctioned and government sanctioned human trafficking a person who saw the human in the trafficking and rescued them i can't think of a better person to put on there i simply cannot and how fragile do you have to be to say oh she's a girl we we need to put a guy up there first because the guy sets the peace and ugh. like no no judge no like why do why do the why do the fragile ones have to talk probably because they're so fragile and their their ego is just screaming you know i'm sorry judge maybe you are taking this really really personally because no one asked you to be on any bills but to be fair you kind of haven't done anything worth like worthy of being on anyone's bill unless you racked up a bill so i don't know that is that on that. Let me just say two more things. First thing, for everyone who's listening to the show and is going to hearken back to a show I did earlier this year on Ariel, how Ariel's being played by Halle Bailey and how she's a black girl. This is just your, and, and why Julia Roberts can't play Harriet Tubman. This is just your reminder that Ariel was a fish woman that does not exist. Harriet Tubman was a real, live, breathing human being. Very, very different. Very, very different. Just like Ursula, fish woman, can really be played by anyone. Mythological creature, you know, just like any one of the Disney tales. Those are not real people, not real people at all. Um, but Harriet Tubman is. So, oh, second thing. Go see Harriet. It was a phenomenal film. Like, I cannot stress it enough. This is not an ad. This is just an, it just, I loved it. I want to see it again. I want to go take 
one of my church groups or one of my friend groups to go see it because it is awesome. She is a badass. And I knew, I thought I knew the story of Harriet Tubman, but to see it in in this light, the way Cassie Lemons and 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 Mr. Howard kind of paint her, um, I love it. I love it. I love how she's not a damsel to be rescued. She's a warrior out there, willing to crusade, willing to fight. Um, I love that they didn't make this about her beauty or being swept up in a romantic relationship. In fact, you don't hear anything about her husband, um, her second husband, until the end of the movie. You don't hear, you see a little bit of romance, but it's not... It's not central like a lot of these rescue stories kind of are. And I appreciate that. It, they, they really planted their feet in this one. It's, it's really, really good. It's really, really well done. So that's my, that's my little two cents. Um, and yay, Harriet, finally getting the attention and the, the honor and the roses that you really deserve. Um, so that's it for the mess in the message. Let's get into the wrap up rant and blacks in the deep end. All right, time for the wrap up rant. And this one goes out to men who demand submission. Hi, you're not going to like this, but I promise you it'll be mm, about 80% accurate. Um, so (laughs) Recently, on a recent scroll um, through Instagram, I found a Christian apparel company who was selling sweatshirts for married couples. And the men's shirt read men and then had a line and then underneath it said lead. The women's shirt read women and then it had a line and then beneath that it said submit. Here's the problem with that. This is supposed to be a Christian apparel company. Christian apparel, meaning that, you know, there are Bible verses or Bible adjacent text and things like that. And the nowhere in the Bible does it say women submit. No, it does not. You know what it says? It says wives submit. In fact, the exact text says in Ephesians 5, 22, um, starting at verse 22, it says wives submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord for the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church his body which is the savior now as the church submits to Christ so also the wives should submit to her husband in everything right so it's already incorrect because the women submit right but if you're not a wife you don't have to submit sis if you his girlfriend you don't have to submit I'm just saying, if we're going off a Bible, if we're going off a Bible, if a man is telling you to submit and you are not his wife, first of all, problem. He shouldn't have to tell you to submit. My first lady of our church says submission is easy when headship is right. If headship is right, he doesn't command or demand anything. You know, you can't you can't demand the authority and not take the responsibility Bruh, if he's, if he, listen, if bruh is not your husband, if he hasn't taken the responsibility of your soul care, um, of your protection, of your emotional stability, of your emotional, your emotional safety, of, of loving you, 
If he hasn't taken that responsibility, honey, you don't have to submit. That ain't your husband. Sis. Um, but here's the other part. That's always missing with these conversations of submission. Here's what it says for husbands. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. That's what it says. Christ died for his wife. I mean, Christ died for the church. Are you willing to die for your wife? Hmm? You're out here commanding someone submit to you. Submit. You got to submit. The Bible says women submit. First of all, ask bro if he even knows where that text is. Right? Secondly, ask him if he knows his own responsibility in that case. Right? Let's say perfect. Let's, let's just say perfect scenario. You guys actually are married. Right? Did you know? The Bible says that if a man is cruel to his husband, I mean, sorry, if a man is cruel to his wife, that if he prays to God, God literally will let his prayers hit the ceiling and bounce back to the floor. If he's unkind to his wife. Crazy, right? But it doesn't say the same thing for the wife. I just want to put that out there. But the Bible also assumes that a wife is going to be kind to her husband and love her husband. Because that's where we are, you know. <laughs> um, the, the text continues. I'm picking up in verse 28. Husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they feed it and care for their body, just as Christ does the church. You love your body, you love your wife. You got to love your wife like your own body. You got to love your wife that way. Um, Maybe we'll do a show on submission. What do you guys think? Do you guys want to do a talk on submission? Because I know it's a hot button point. I know Fantasia kind of butchered it when she went on the on the breakfast club, which, you know, to be fair, I would never I wouldn't recommend anyone going on the breakfast club to talk, especially to talk about something as dense and as as thick and heavy and as you need a full discussion and comprehension sort of situation to talk about submission because it's been so. So wrongly discussed, particularly by men, again, with very, very, very big egos and very, very small things to back it up. Um you could take that wherever you will. Um, if you guys are interested in talking about submission, let me know. Um, write to me at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com or hit me up on social on Instagram or Twitter at the reclaimed. Uh, but that's my wrap up rant. Don't be out here demanding submission from your girlfriends. Don't be out here demanding submission from your baby mamas. Don't be out here demanding submission. Okay. Submission is easy when headship is right. If you want the authority, You got to take the responsibility. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Blacks in the deep end. Since we're talking about Harriet Tubman, shout out to Cape May because the Harriet Tubman Museum will be opening next year. According to Because of Them We Can, the Harriet Tubman Museum located in Cape May, New Jersey, is being erected to next to the historic Macedonia Baptist Church. Tubman worked as an abolitionist in Cape May after escaping to freedom. Residents in Cape May were critical 
um, yes, critical in getting this museum erected, raising almost $160,000 towards the $500,000 needed to open its doors. Shout out to Kate May. Shout out to that museum. Can't wait for it to open. I'm going to add it to the list of places I still need to go to study and learn and grow in my knowledge of the African-American experience. Speaking of the African-American experience... Simone Biles, you wonderful, wonderful human. She was just named Athlete of the Year uh, at the Team USA Awards. Amazing. Um, the, she's the trailblazing gymnast who, I believe she has two, two moves named after her. Um, and she was named Female Olympic Athlete of the Year. I don't know why I was just not Athlete of the Year. Um, because... My God, who else is just cleaning up these golds like she is right now? But shout out to Simone, Simone Biles. Finally, in just my personal enjoyment, Naomi Campbell filmed a beauty video with Jackie Ina. I just saw it. I just saw it on Twitter. Um, I'm actually, actually, after I finish recording this show, I'm going to go to bed and watch it. Um, but yeah, it looked really cool. They were learning a few makeup tips and talking all sorts of things from uh, beauty to cooking to diversity in the industry. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go watch that. That sounds good. Um, again, not a plug, not a promo, not an ad. Just I'm just interested. And that's this week's show. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Thank you for your likes, your shares, your subscribes. Thank you guys for putting your people on about the show um yeah this was dope uh don't forget to follow and hit me up at the reclaimed on instagram and twitter and you can email me at the reclaimed blog at gmail.com um don't forget that you can find this show on 11 different platforms including apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify uh iheart radio app and a bunch of other really cool, awesome, fantastic, and terrific places. I think that's it for me. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And as always, peace, y'all.